the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And as I've shared with you in the past, in addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. Now, because of my education, my training, my experiences, and my life's observation on top of the fact that I've had a lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. Again, bankruptcy law because it combines just about every area of law that's related to property, real and personal, and all of the legal aspects of civil litigation and sometimes criminal litigation. And so that's why it's such a fascinating area. Not only that, but it helps people reorganize their debt such that they can come out the other side and have a fresh start. I really like that part. Now, in addition to my bankruptcy focus, I also practice some related fields in my overall financial practice, including debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference point, that is to say, as they relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business aspects of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. And I'm a military brat, and I helped create another one. And so I know how bizarre it is (laughs) to fight for uh, a, a, a country that is supposedly uh, based on capital-based economic systems and then not to be able to uh, access that capital to sometimes grow a family the way civilian families can. As such, I understand uh, the economics and the financial issues that our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen, and women, and Marines and their families face in like I said, this sometimes less than patriotic capital-based system that many of them have put their lives on the line for. And as such, uh, I support 
our troops, as the president likes us to say, or as he does say after each speech. And especially when these, these troops separate from the service. As such, I proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And I've shared with you many times before about my great respect and admiration for seniors that was ingrained in me as a little girl because I was partially raised by both of my grandmothers. And these women um, taught me about economy and, you know, how to you know respect myself, respect others, give back to the community. And these women lived through some of the most devastating aspects of our society. That is to say, they lived and thrived in the Great Depression through hard work and, 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 and being uh, economic. They lived through the privations of World War II the same way. And they lived through the systemic racism and misogyny that continues through our society today. And uh, because these women lived through all of this in the Jim Crow South, of which I got a little taste of it there on the tail end, it is out of my great respect, admiration, and love for them that I really focus on helping seniors and people who are disabled. I feel that it's my obligation. And um, because these individuals are the targets of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that you could imagine that's running rampant today in our society that seems to be totally based on greed. So the purpose of Selwyn's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law related to your money and more and more probably these days of high inflation, the lack thereof and your overall finances and what you may need to consider to protect or reclaim or rehabilitate your or your family's businesses, financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational form. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational form for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances, and hopefully to provide you with at least an outline of some of the key issues that may help you see Seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you have a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or your other assets and or your debt. So today we will continue our discussion about the role insurance plays in that is to say, hopefully help our friends and our families and our fellow citizens in Florida and the other states that um, are in recovery in the process of recovery in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. Ian, I can never say that right. We also need to know about insurance no matter where we live because as the effects of climate change continue to accrue, we all will sooner or later be confronted with either a natural or a man-made disaster that will necessitate our having to access our own homeowners or renters policy. That is to say, if we're lucky enough to have one. But first, I once again urge those of you within the sound of my voice to please consider making a financial donation to one or more of the reputable nonprofits that have the expertise and commitment to help our neighbors in Florida get back up on their feet uh, and recover from this tragedy. 
However, in doing so, I once again caution you to please do your due diligence to make sure that you will not become a victim yourself and succumb to investing your hard-earned dollars in unknown, untested entities that may use this tragedy to separate you from your funds. And those funds will not end up in the entities that will help our neighbors in Florida who need the help, but instead end up in the pockets and pocketbooks of charlatans. And just as important as making sure we only assist the good guys and good gals in government and the many reputable non-governmental organizations in getting the nutritious food and clean water and new clothing and toiletries and clean, dry, temporary housing right now, as someone who has lost friends and colleagues in a handful of natural disasters, including earthquakes and a firestorm here in Oakland, and I even lost friends and colleagues uh, in New York in the high rises on 9-11. As such, I know how traumatic it can be. So I once again urge anyone affected directly or indirectly by this loss to seek out the professional help you and your loved ones may need to get through this disaster psychologically intact. Now, I heard from some of you asking for a bit more detail about what the foundational elements of insurance are and how we all can make sure we have the right coverage to protect our own homes in the face of a disaster such as the, a hurricane or an earthquake or, or a tornado or uh, whatever may befall us. So let's cover a few basics. First off, what exactly is insurance? Well, according to the Oxford Language Dictionary, Insurance, a noun, is a practice or arrangement by which a company or governmental agency provides a guarantee of compensation for a specific loss or damage, uh, that is to say property and casualty insurance that covers losses or damages to hard assets, uh, illness is another area that insurance covers via health insurance and death via life insurance. And you get these coverages or you get this insurance in exchange for paying the insurance company a premium. And according to Merriam-Webster, insurance, again, a noun, is defined as coverage by contract, whereby one party, the insurance company, undertakes to indemnify or guarantee the other party to the contract against a loss by a specific, specified contingency or peril or hazard. Now, when we come back, we'll discuss some of the key insurance terms before we turn our focus on what kinds of contingencies or perils or hazards our homeowner's policy likely may or may not cover. But first, we'll take a short break, and I'll see you on the other side. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. 
as we continue our discussion about the role insurance can and must play in the recovery process and what it is that you need to know and do if you or your loved ones in Florida or in any of the other states that, are in, in, that were impacted by Ian's path and who have suffered hurricane or other peril-related losses as a result. However, furthermore, I say we all need to know about insurance, no matter where we live, because the effects of climate change, as they continue to accrue, will sooner or later, all of us will be confronted with a natural or man-made disaster that will necessitate us having to access our homeowners or renters insurance policies if we're fortunate enough to have one. Now, before the break, I identified some key insurance terms. Now, let's define some words that we might not have heard of before in our everyday conversations. Okay, so again, looking at the Oxford Language Dictionary, the arrangement by which the company or governmental agency provides a guarantee of compensation for a specific loss is the payment of a premium. So what exactly is a premium? Simply stated, it is a noun that means the amount of money an insured, that is the policyholder, the person or entity requiring, needing the insurance or actually acquiring the policy of insurance. It's the amount of money that the insured pays the insurance company, also known as the insurer, for a term of insurance company. Uh, coverage, usually a one-year renewable contract that may be renewed by the parties at the then applicable rate, at the renewal rate uh, at that time, uh, which might be more or less than what the original policy cost, generally at the option of the insurance company, meaning Selwyn might want to renew the policy, but Selwyn's insurer is the one that will make the offer, and a unless it's based on some kind of unauthorized discrimination against Selwyn and not based on her claims or payment history, the insurance company will be the one that makes that ultimate decision. Now, you should know that the process by which the amount charged by an insurance company to cover a policy by classes of insurance, so not just uh, Selwyn, but those similarly situated to Selwyn, be it by her her zip code, which has gotten insurance companies into trouble by discriminating against predominantly black or brown neighborhoods, but a class of insurers based on their, their uh, payment history and their claims record. So again, you should know that the process by which the amount charged by an insurance company to cover a policy by classes of insurers is a long drawn out process that is very similar to an evidentiary hearing on a company by company basis that takes place in a hearing room at least every several years at your state's Department of Insurance and is overseen and adjudicated by an administrative law judge who might or might not be a lawyer, but generally is, but is not a um, Article Three judge 
but is a judge appointed by the insurance commissioner. And these hearings can drone on for days or weeks or in some instances months with competing subject matter experts such as actuaries and economists and lawyers representing the various parties and interests. Now, who are they? The insurance company, of course, is a party in interest. Then there's Department of Insurance lawyers and actuaries and economists who represent the people of the state and sometimes public advocates representing a class of insurance consumers. Now, this is a role I played in one of my former lives. Now, these insurance rating hearings are very similar to civil trials in state and federal courts, but they're about an economic aspect. Is the insurance company charging too much based on these formulas that the experts put before the administrative law judge, or are they not charging enough? Are they looking too much for investment in the um, stock market to replace some of their expenses that they have to uh, pay out to manage the company? Those are very kind of sophisticated, complex issues that are determined in your individual state's Department of Insurance. And it's a complicated process because there are many economic factors that go into determining the appropriate quantum baseline upon which additional rating and rates of return factors are built. These, uh, this is because insurers use premiums to paid by them by you and me and other customers and policyholders to cover liabilities associated with the policies that they underwrite. And inasmuch as an insurer may also invest some of the premium to generate higher returns, uh, this investment mechanism is also very highly regulated by the Department of Insurance. Because it's a good thing because it can offset some of the costs of providing insurance coverage and keep insurers' uh, prices competitive and available to all of us. But just think about what's going on right now. The stock market is going sideways depending on the kind and quality of the investment that the insurance companies put that excess money in, they might actually lose money and not have enough to pay our premium. So you see why it's very important for the appropriate people to be involved in the rate-making process. Actuaries and engineers and people who walk around with math formulas in their heads all day, as well as lawyers and the regulatory bodies to make sure everybody stays on the same page. However, even though insurance companies may invest um, in assets with varying levels of liquidities and returns, they are required to maintain a certain level of liquidity, cash, uh, at all times. Each state Department of Insurance uses the hearing process to set the number and kinds of liquid assets it, that particular uh, Department of Insurance, deems necessary to ensure insurers can pay the claims of their policyholders as they come due. Now, another new word to many of us is indemnify. It is a verb that means to compensate the insured policyholders for the harms or losses, also known as risks and perils, that are pre-identified in the scope of the insurance contract, and they are on a contingent but not def definite basis as the kinds of losses or harms uh, that the contract of insurance actually covers. Now, before we move on and look at what a policy of insurance may or may not cover, let's define a couple more terms, such as what it is that your insurance policy is designed to indemnify against. And these are two words, perils and hazards. But 
aren't they the same thing? Now, although the words appear to be synonymous, according to an article in Investopedia written by J.B. Maverick and entitled Peril versus Hazard, what is the difference? These words mean very different things in the insurance industry. As such, you need to know them as well. Now, in shorthand, a peril is a potential event or factor that can cause a loss that is, may or may not be covered by insurance, such as the possibility that a fire could engulf your house. A hazard is a factor or activity that tends to cause the peril or even exacerbate the peril and exacerbate the loss, such as a house that was going to catch on fire might have a gasoline left outside the house store or the failure in an automobile insurance situation, the failure by the owner of the automobile to get her brakes checked regularly. Essentially, a hazard makes a peril more likely to occur or make the result of the peril worse. Again, so a peril means a danger, danger, danger. And it has connotation of being an imminent danger. For example, a rock slide while you're at home in your bed, 100 miles away from where the rock slide took place, isn't going to affect you or your property. But if you're standing under the cliff when the rocks start to slide, you know, that's a peril. In insurance contract, the perils that are covered are usually specified in the contract. Fire, wind, hurricanes, tornadoes is wind damage. Water, usually your insurance company will cover you for falling water. That is to say, the water comes through your skylight. It's going downward, but not rising water from a flood. And your policy will also cover theft. Uh, these are the policies that are commonly listed in an insurance contract. However, note that the language might or may indicate that the damage will not be covered in certain circumstances, such as where the insurance company finds out that your um, incident was caused by your neglect. That's considered to be neglect or wear and tear that might be intentional or accidentally on part of the policyholder. But I got to tell you, uh, if a claims examiner coming out to look at your loss sees signs of neglect or other telltale signs, there's going to be a problem because the um, neglect may have caused the incident to occur in the first instance or it may have made it worse. Now, these uh, this root cause of, um, you know, whether there was pre-existing damage or whether it was neglect that got exacerbated, this is a root cause of most of the disputes between insurers and insurettes. For example, the insurer may deny a claim for roof damage after there was a storm, falling water, which normally would be covered, citing the owner's neglect and not repairing their 50-year-old roof, okay? In, in effect, the insurer is citing maintenance neglect as the hazard that exacerbated the peril. Okay, so again, before deciding to provide coverage, an insurance company will consider particular hazards that may uh, make one candidate for insurance riskier than another candidate. A hazard may be by action, condition, habit, 
circumstances or situation that make a peril more likely to occur and cause the insurance company to have to pay out than an individual that was more cautious and careful about the maintenance of her property. So we're going to leave it there for now. But as always in closing, we like to say here at Selwyn's Law, we want to stay on the right side of the law, including knowing our rights as insurance consumers. And the best way to do that is to really try to understand the insurance company's point of view. Not that you agree with it, but you want to know where they're coming from in case you might need to call a lawyer to help you deal with a dispute. Okay, but in the meantime, and in as much as it appears that some or all of the variants of COVID-19 will be with us for the foreseeable future, I once again ask you to please get vaccinated. And there's a new booster out there. So go get yourself one. And even if you have all your shots, but especially if you don't, please take the necessary precautions to protect not only yourselves and your families, but those of you who you come in contact with, like me. (laughs) So at a minimum, we should mask up when we're out and about. That's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Till next time. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.